You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. All right, here's the intro to Howard Hughes. This guy owns the, is an owner, uh, one of the owners of the uh, stand-up Scottsdale, uh, a comedy club in Arizona. It was on Bar Rescue. I didn't know any of this until literally I got picked up at the airport and was told. And then I got anxiety and stressed out that this was going to be a hell gig and it was going to be crazy and, you know, fucking the, the Wild West and all that shit. And it wasn't. It could have been. And I had to definitely pull in the reins. But, um, you know, I, uh, I, it, was a, it was actually a great club, a great crowds, a lot of fun, and not too many problems. Everybody there was who worked at the club was great. Marcus and you know, all the waiters and waitresses and the sound guy and the bouncers, great. And the guy who owns it, Howard, was... Um, I told him at the end of the week, and I don't know if I like you or you're a fucking asshole. Um, I, but I do like him. I do like him. He's a, he's a good guy. He's an ex-Marine in the first Iraq war. You know, he's had a divorce. Some millionaire dude gave him money to get a comedy club. So he did. And he's running it his way. And he's learning along the way. I don't know. I don't know if you can fucking. I don't know. I don't think you can fuck with a guy like that. So I, I sat down with him. And I wanted to. I. I I don't like, you know, when there's something up with somebody, I like to find out what it is. I don't want to just fucking say that guy's weird or that guy's this. If I have the opportunity to sit down and talk with them, I, I like to do that. And I, I did that on this this episode, which uh, turned out to be really interesting to me. His sister stopped through uh, another comic. You know, um, it was very uh, interesting uh, podcast. So. Check it out. It's around an hour long. It's not too long. It's uh, the owner of the uh, of a comedy club. He's a comic. He's a war veteran. Uh, you know, and uh, he's he's a good guy. I think uh, you know, and hopefully he gets there. Hopefully the club gets there. So this is uh, you know what did interview podcast whatever the fuck you call it with uh, Howard Hughes. Hey, gang, this is Colin Quinn. This is Jim Norton. This is Dennis Leary. This is Opie from a lot of things. This is Burt Kreischer. Stan Cook, and you are listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? You Know What, Dude? You Know What, Dude? <laughs> ippy bippy baya, ippy bippy boo. Dippy dippy daya, yabba dabba doo. Dude! This is Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? You Know What, Dude? All right, check it out. This is a fucking on-the-go, one-on-one podcast. You know what, dude? For all you cocksuckers that want Thursday shows, here's your Thursday show. Um, These are the new series I'm doing with uh, random people uh, around uh, the country on my travels. I'm here with, yes, believe it or not, this name is real, fucking Howard Hughes. (laughs) Howard Hughes. Uh, introduce yourself. 
I'm Howard Hughes, uh, owner of uh, Stand Up Scottsdale Comedy Club, Scottsdale, Arizona. How long have you owned it? A year. A year? A year. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, this is the first time I've been here, not in Arizona. I've played the improv a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, when, uh, what's his name, owned it? What, run it? Dan Murr. Dan Murr, yeah. Remember Dan? Yeah, I think he's in Chicago now. Really? Doing what? I think he got sick. And, really? Uh, yeah, watch out for that microphone. Yeah, I think he got sick. That, straighten that out like, yeah, right there. He's sick, like sick how? I don't know. I heard, I heard it was maybe, maybe his heart. I remember, I remember going there, and I remember he, I was in the bathroom. This is when I was young. I was just starting a headline. Yeah. You know, and he didn't say hi to me. And then, like, later that night, he came up. I was like, hey, how are you? I'm like, but you saw me, and you know who I am. You, you, it was just, like, weird. Like, why would you play that game? He waited to see how, it, how the show went. I don't know. <laughs> and then I remember he had, um, what are those things where you buy the house? And you, uh, timeshares. Oh, timeshare. I came out to sell my CD after the show, and they made, he made me sell it outside in the parking lot. Downstairs because, in the parking downstairs, lot. Downstairs, right. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. Because they had a timeshare thing set up. Wow. And I was like, are you shitting me? And I remember <laughs> I took, there was two ways you could go at the bottom of the stairs, and I chose the wrong, I chose the wrong right. way. <laughs> so nobody came by me. They're like, we just bought a $10,000 timeshare. Yeah, I was there with Sorry. Doug Doug Benson. Oh wow, he was it was him than me. I'll tell you what though, Dan Murr did fi- fix that mic. Dan Murr did so your, much. Your designer shirt keeps fucking up. <laughs> he did so much for comedy here. Did he in Arizona? Oh man, he was he was really the kind of guy that I sort of pattern myself after. You know, really? he didn't really he, in this sense, right? He didn't hustle local comedians to fill that room. He didn't sell a comedy dream to anybody for his own good. He had three or four people that he had feature and open. And open most of the time, not right. even feature. And you didn't, you didn't get on that stage unless he felt comfortable charging strangers part of 20 or 30 or $40 to, to hear you. Right. And um, that's, uh, you know, to me, that's, that's... Yeah, but he, I mean, he fucked with a lot of guys too, though. <laughs> Well, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, heard that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I never cared because after I came here yeah. and then he would come to New York once in a while and I'd, I'd get him in at the cellar and stuff and you know, he always liked that shit. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of, you know, he's, a, he's like a mover and shaker kind of guy. He always had a suit on, you know, yeah. when I knew Mover him and shaker. And, that's exactly what somebody said about him the first time. Yeah. He's that mover and shaker guy. Like, right. I got him tickets to, like, I remember when but, me and Dane came here, or Opie and Ann, something. And I got him tickets. And mm. He loved tickets, like right. VIP'd. Yeah. But um, this club, yeah, so I haven't been back since then. I'm, they were supposed to bring me back for, like, I think the improv had some side room that yeah. they were doing. What was it called? You know what? There, boy. I mean, when they were going out of business a year ago, it was it was ridiculous. Really? They called it the, you know, at one point they called it the Wonderama room. The what? The Wonderama. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous, and you know they'd hustle local comedians and be like, "Hey, you're at you're at the improv," and yeah. to put on these shows and hustle their friends out, and it just. Yeah, it just was, uh, they hold the class shows in there. and. Well, here's the thing about you, right, in this club. First of all, let me just say this. The end of the weekend, it's Saturday night. I, I, I'm leaving. I have no, I have no, I, I can, I have nothing. I'm not, you know, worried about it. I mean, right. it's a good club. Thanks, man. 
I really, I will say that. You had I me did, worried. I, did, I didn't. Well, a couple times. You had me week. worried, dude. <laughs> well, because you're not. This is the thing, dude. You're not. You're a comic and you're a club owner that always causes a fucking problem with comics because even Vinny Brand does this. You know, Vinny yeah. owns the club. Who, what, I don't know who that He's is. He's Stress Factory in Jersey. Oh, okay. Is one of my favorite clubs on the planet Earth. It's a great club, individually owned, not fucking, you know, there's right. not a million of them, it's not a franchise, but he's a fucking comic. And he goes up and does the same shit you do, which is annoying. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, I get it, it's fine. In, the, in, in reality, it's fucking fine. Yeah. But it's fucking weird. Usually you go to clubs, there's a, you know, a manager, assistant manager, the fucking bouncers. What do you want? Um, all right, 10, 20, me. You go up, you do your shit. Thank you, Robert. Great show. You sell your shit, and it's fucking stressless, flawless, no nothing. But why is it stressful if I'm on the show? Because, because you don't know how much time you're going to do, because it's your, you know, how, how long you're going to stay up there. You then you bring, uh, this guy's going to, well, who the fuck is that on this guitar? Every night it changes because right. you're running it. And then how much time are you doing? He told me to do, what the fuck is, I told you I wanted 30 minutes. Now it's 40 minutes. It was 35. You said Listen, up to 35. But, he, but you understand? Yeah. You don't know what's going on. I don't know you. Right. Now at the end of the weekend, I can say, you know what? Look back. This guy did. Okay, he did what he's going to do. He's not an asshole. He's a good person. That's the main thing. Right. You're a good person. You're not an asshole. Right. You're not malicious. Right. You haven't been malicious. And, um, you know, you look back now and go, okay, if you come back here, it's like, you don't have to fucking worry about it. Howard's fucking Howard. He's out of his mind, right. but he's a comic. <laughs> but you just say, dude, can we do this, this, and this? Yeah, I got it. No problem. And then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But you don't know you. So right. you worry about it. You get stressed out. The last thing a guy like me who's on the road 40 weeks out of the year right. wants to do is stress out about anything. Yeah, and you know what? And I can tell you, quite honestly, the more somebody is stressing out around me, yeah. the, least, the less I start. The less... You start to stress I, out. I, I don't... I stress out even less. Right. Because I just go, well, let's just get it way down. Because once, right. if I lose my mind, right. then I tend to lose it. And there's no getting that back. Right. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I just try to keep everybody loose and, and kind of not, not exactly not knowing, you know. Yeah. But, but, you know, we can't compete with the big clubs here. And so in my mind, and it's, it's part of the way I'm just thinking, where it's like I, I want just how kind of. Thank you, buddy. How kind of you're kind of, you know, maybe have questions about the show. I want the audience to have questions about the show, too. I don't want them to feel comfortable and safe sitting in this room you know i want them to feel like anything could happen it's it's a it's, it's a controlled explosion and yeah, but here's the deal with that away. okay here's the deal with that um, i've been doing this for 20 years yeah. on a professional level this is how i make my living and in my experience that weirdness that you're talking about yeah. is not a good thing because when it goes out of control it, it fucking, it, you, me, everybody loses. And when you put on consistency, I find, in anything that I do comedy-wise, consistency. You can still go up and do new shit and experiment, and, but if you have a funny show and people leave here, like this weekend, I would think that everybody's going to leave and go, that was fun. Right. That was great. 
Yeah. I will come back here rather than go over there because when we were over there, it wasn't funny. It was okay. Right. If you do that, I think people come back. Well, I mean, and I think... And then your business grows. <laughs> sure, but I And think... then you have these other nights, though. Right. That you have, you have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to do this fucking weird, awesome craziness. We what? have another room. Yeah. And we have the biggest open mic on, on, in town on any night. Ours is on Wednesday. It's a show up, go up. Right. We always have 30 or 40 comedians show right. up. We have 40 or 60 guests show up. And we hold it in that small room. And it's, it's, it's a great time. It should be going on on Fridays and Saturdays, man. Boy, like right it. now, yeah. oh, in the middle of my second show, yeah. you should be ha- letting these guys, these comics, produce their own show at your place. Because you're going to develop this fucking cult of creative comics that they have finally have an outlet at your place and they're going to get better and better and better and someone's going to pop out of there and go, holy shit, they're going to just be that guy, right. that Eddie Murphy, that fucking dude and you're going to have him and you'll be able to slide them over from this place, the factory, into the fucking main warehouse yeah. to open and host. And all of a sudden, you're going to have this rotating fucking amazing talent that you're cultivating in your club. Right. And, that you, and then someday, you're going to have a headliner that started in that room right. who's selling out your big room. Right, yeah. And you're going to be driving a fucking Mercedes. Right. <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah, no, I hear you. And we've had, we do have shows in there. But it, this is a weird town, man. It's, a, it's, a, it's a largely a class comedy bringer right. town. We have a lot of comedians. Right. But but they're used to being on, on in the main room of a of a club, mm-hmm. because they brought people out or they're taking those classes. And you don't like that shit. I hate no. You don't I like hate burgers. It. I hate my very first show ever. And you know what? I I don't. I was thirty five when I started comedy. I just happened to be in L A. And uh, so I just I took a class, you know, because uh-huh. I, I didn't know anything about it. And and uh, at the end of that class, somebody came up to me and uh, and he said, "Look, I run." Uh, shows at the world famous comedy store. Right. How would you like your first show as a comedian to be on a Friday night, the main stage of the world famous comedy store? And I was like, man, like I knew I was good in this class. Right. But I didn't had no idea I was professional right. already. And now I'm getting, re- dude. I had twenty plus people fly or drive from Phoenix, and another twenty or thirty people from LA come and see me do the worst six minutes at going up 18th on a Friday night. <laughs> and by the time they got halfway through, I realized what I was part of. And that's when I committed to myself through embarrassment. I couldn't believe my family was out there. And I said, you know what? I will never, I will never sell a comedy dream to somebody. I will never buy a comedy dream. And I won't hustle. I won't hustle comedians to fill a show. And that's, and that's the mindset I've had. I don't disagree with that. Ever since. I don't disagree with that at all. I think that's great. It's this I'm just, say, I'm just saying that you have that room. Yeah. And you could give it, to, give it away. We've had people in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, we do. But it's like, it's, it's, it takes a, a certain person who, to, to run a show. Mm. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people want to do it and they'll start it. But there's not right. that stick to it to, to get it through to... To a show that pe- that strangers value. All right. Well, listen, dude. Here, here's the thing, too. I want to go kind of go back a All little right. bit. Um, I mean, at the end of the fucking day, you know. I mean, I came in. 
you know, the hotel was fucking weird to me. Seriously. But now, it was a real weird gig, man, for me, because it all looked like it was falling apart. Right. Like, when I got here, I was excited to come. But then I looked, and, like, the Twitter, like, nobody from your Twitter account has been promoting me. The last person they promoted was fucking Pete Corielli. Yeah, we And I was Twitter. like... I, t- I just took a $100 ad out on Facebook to promote the show. I'm like, I'm paying more money. I'm promoting <laughs> social media more than this fucking club. That fucking aggravated me. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? And then... And they, did, did you talk to somebody, too, before you came out here? And they got I, talked to, I talked to, I, I talked to <laughs> Goldman. But actually, Goldman was like, dude, listen to me. This club is a good club. Awesome. We he, love Gary. He, he literally said, it's a good club. You just gotta, you know, you know, you did, you know, you gotta fucking make sure you say what, look at this, what I want. And he's, you're fine. It's just, it's a good, I was like, okay, dude, I get it. Cause I was a little twisted coming in. And then I went to the hotel, which I was like, okay, this is cool. But then I got to my room and it was like an LA apartment from 1978. (laughs) And I was like, they, so I here in the, you know, I was like, what the fuck? But that all switched around too, by the way, because yeah. the owner of that hotel, the El Dorado, right. um, talked to me, and he said he was going to do the shit, and then later that night, I came out. He didn't do it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. He came out. He's like, oh. And I was like, oh, whatever. And he was like, can I? I go, no. I'm good. I'm out tomorrow. I don't need it. And I really blew him off. But he still came out and was like, listen, man, I fucked up. And you know what I mean? Anybody who can fuck, anybody who does that to me, uh, you're you're good. The fact that you're a grown man, you're an alpha male, but you can say, hey, I fucked up. And he was like, I'm going to, next time, you should have been in this room. We have these certain rooms that are redone. We're redoing the whole hotel, but we got to do it space at a time. And I'm working my ass off. And you should have been in this. We always put the comics in this room and you didn't. They fucked up and they put you in the wrong room. And I came home that night, and he was there. It was like fucking one, and he was like, in your back room. And he actually put blinds up. That's cool. Dude, way fucking cool. Because I can't sleep in that room, you know what I mean? And I was like this, and then I I looked at the other rooms that they do have that they're transforming this place into. They're nice. And I was like, (laughs) this is, what you were talking about is awesome. That's why I didn't understand what you, I I was like, to me, I was like, how it looks like he's, stylish but is he a fucking idiot <laughs> but you don't know the room i was in no so but the room you're talking about is the shit they really are unfucking believable so i um i that switched around for me i get the hotel now like it's transforming into this amazing right artsy place yeah pull that mic up put it up on your lapel a little higher Perfect. yeah right there yeah and um so you know and then the club too it's like the first night here, dude, I was like, oh, shit. When I met you, I was like, this is a, mo- oh, shit. But then, and then, you know, I talked to Gary, and then I talked to you. And you have this backstory that is pretty, I don't know, dude, it's pretty fucking crazy. You're in the Marines. Yeah. You went to Iraq. Right. How many, t- how long were you there for? 13 months. 13 months. Yeah. You are in the Desert Marines. Desert Storm. You're in Desert Storm, the yeah. f- original. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And... You're in the Marines for how long? Four years. Four fucking years in the Marines. Yeah. You get out. You, go to you, school. You go to school. And then how the fuck? I go fuck? to ASU and then I moved, I moved to Mexico City. And I lived there for four or five years. Right. And then uh, I got married and, and she was an actress in Mexico. And 
I had a business partner in this other business that I have, and uh, he kind of screwed me, and I just kind of, I just wanted to come back to the states to kind of regather myself, and uh, and we, so we moved to L.A. But you know, we moved to L.A. at a time where oh, the relationship was, you know, we were kind of bored with each other, and you know, it's not a great place to be bored in a relationship. No, not when you. She's hot too. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, smoking hot. Yeah, and she, you're a good looking she guy. Sits, she sits in the box at the. Uh, at the Standard Hotel. Oh, no. On <laughs> yeah. Really? Still? Yeah, yeah. I think still she does it. Does yeah. that make you feel good? <laughs> yeah. You know what, man? I was I was over... I mean, she's still beautiful. You know, I see her now. And we're, we're friends and we talk. Um, you know, it's... It's weird when you, when you, when you stop being attracted to in a, your heart to a fucking person that's that hot. You, you know, know what I mean? You know what's even weirder? Yeah. Starting to be attracted to a person that isn't that hot. right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? My <laughs> yeah. wife's not a fucking eleven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So my wife, you know, the chicks that I used to like to eat their assholes in Vegas, yeah. you know, the dancers and the right. LA broads. <laughs> my wife is a fucking regular broad from Boston, but all That's of a sudden awesome. she became beautiful. It was the, the, I know ex- when you, it's fucked up when that hot chick becomes ugly yeah yeah i remember i used to i said I'd, I'd like wake up with a boner and i'd just like hide it you know i'd be like god i hope she doesn't see this oh man and i'd just be like what is wrong with me like what what's happening to my life why, you know what I mean? why did you hide it you just didn't want to fuck her. right i was just like because my head wasn't in it you know what i mean so i just funny. i wasn't i was eating i was eating salmon and salad almost every meal why? You know what I mean? Because she—that's what she wanted to eat. She wanted to, you know, stay trim and healthy, and right. you know what I mean. And, and the more, just the more healthy and beautiful she got, like just the more disgusting I wanted to become. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not exercising anymore. I stopped doing everything, and it was just, you know, yeah, it was crazy. It was a weird. It was a weird time. But you know, she's she's great. She really is a great person. So you but. you you're very you're a very LA dude. You're very, you have L.A., you have that Arizona, L.A., laid back, good-looking, tall, thin. You could cut your hair short, grow it long, whatever the fuck you want to do, and you're still going to be a good-looking guy. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you have that laid-back yeah, attitude, too, which totally clashes with my fucking ego. Dude. Right. You're- yeah, your vibe and my vibe clash. But I do, I like, I like your vibe. I do, I don't mind. I, yeah. I, I, it used to... I used to get mad at it because I thought I used to have to get mad at LA dudes, but now I actually like that vibe. It's you know what I mean. But I don't. I, I mean, you know what? I'm I'm a little too old to say I'm an LA dude. I mean, this is just who I am. You right, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I grew up here, and yeah. I, you know, I mean, I'm a high-strung person, but you right. know, I had a stroke three months ago. Wait a minute. So it's like I'm you trying to a, chill out. You had a fucking stroke. Yeah. What? Like a full-on stroke? Yeah, but I'm sitting right here. Really? Bye. I'm going. Okay. I love you. That's your, love, that's your lovely sister. That's my right? sister. Yeah, she's awesome. The one who was what? crying and said I was a failure on Bar Rescue. Did she? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't watch yeah. the rescue because it's a fucked up show. It wasn't like that. I wasn't saying it like that. I don't think you're a failure. You, People, <laughs> you said I failed in everything that I've I, done. I didn't mean and that. I'm I like, didn't think they were going to I was like, that. what is she talking about? How, was she, what can she even point to? I got divorced. <laughs> Big deal. I didn't mean it that way. I mean, I... <laughs> God, they just, <laughs> it was in the moment. So crazy. Yeah, man. Listen, man, here's the deal. First of all, that reality TV show shit, yeah. they get you to say 
Look, I just shot one for Travel Channel. Yeah. I don't think it's getting picked up. Yeah. But that we get people to... I could get people to say what I wanted them to say and do what I... And they just say it and do it. Right. Because they're being on TV. Dude, that's... And they... You don't... They you don't even know that you're doing it. Yeah, I didn't and know I said that. They bring so you down hard. a path. Boom, boom, boom. What, what they By doing questions. Here's what they did in that scene. They took the staff out and they said, look, if you have anything nice to say about Howard, this is not the time to say it. Really? Yeah. yeah. They said that. Yeah, they told most everyone that. Yeah, everybody gets but scared. I, but they didn't tell me that. I was just, I was mostly playing on his emotions were killing me. And so everything that was happening, I was just like, dude, like this, it just kind of happened. You know, I don't know. I can't even explain what happened. I don't really. It's crazy. I mean, you're up. You're up from Alex. noon. You have to be here at noon until yeah. 2. And you're not doing anything. And then they're, they're telling you the whole time, hey, look, if we don't get footage, we're going to pack up and go. You know? Yeah, they're threatening. We need to and make a show. Get anything that was and all they would back, say, I mean, they would say, hey, what's Howard doing to fuck up this club? Yeah. And then they'd go like, what? Nothing. No, but, uh, you know, things okay, that are fucked can, up, what's Howard doing? Yeah, what That's, could be better? How what, what, what's not getting done? <laughs> okay, so you say, well, this could be better. Okay, so tell us how Howard's not, like, um, <laughs> supporting you on that. You know what I mean? Like that. Okay, well, you know, then you... Yeah, they they break it down. And, and they're saying thing. they're saying the, the the least funny club in Scottsdale. And he kept saying, well, I read your Yelp reviews and yeah, you did? Well we have over two hundred and we have four and a half stars. Right. Which ones did you read? Because you no, didn't get you didn't find any no, evidence actually, that this club that. blows. Well, uh, some people don't like you, Howard. Well, who gives a shit if some people don't like me? Mm-hmm. You have four negative reviews that don't like the jo- the joke that I tell about having to put my dog down. Right. What well, was the joke? What's the oh, joke? Dude, it's, tell me the joke. Uh, part of the joke is I, I tell how I had to put down my dog Rocco. Right. And then I go through it, you know, like how, how my dog is. He's like looking at me the whole time as we're taking him in there, just like thanking me with his eyes about about for the times that we've had. Right. And when the vet comes in and the strange guy comes in and that, to, to prep his arm and he's just got his arm there, you know, and he's just never breaking eye contact with me, just thanking me and giving me love. And then and then the, the vet says, look, tell me. Tell me when you want me to do this, you know? And I, and I start crying. And I'm crying so much that this vet, this vet who's like your size, he starts crying. And we all know, like, vets, they kill more animals than they save. Right. You know? And then, and then I say, okay. And I can just see, like, this little skin on his thumb crinkle, just barely pushing this needle. And he's gone. And he's gone. And I'm crying. And I'm feeling anger and like the sadness that's welling up inside me and the murders and tensions towards towards fucking people that love cats and have fucking cats in their lives and then like some even some of the crowd is crying up until this point yeah. and then when i talk about cats the crowd just like lets loose right. and then i was like i wanted to go into PetSmart and i want to take every cat and every kitten and take it out on the miller road and throw them on to the windshields of oncoming cars if you have a fucking cat in your life you're living you're living a fucking of the fucking love a, a lie of love that animal doesn't fucking give a shit about you Isn't that and the joke you did remember, the other day yeah, i think that's the joke i might have done can some i just of say it. something like that i think that's the joke remember i told you when i saw you the real fucking, the real fucking. No, that's the, we're nerds with guns. If you have a nerd. This, there was some, I think, was it? Yeah, it's the nerds with guns, and it's about how you have to kill your own kid if he's a, if he's a nerd with guns. But that's the set, the set I've naturally been doing lately, I start off with my stroke, and I tell about my uncle who had a stroke, and how he could only say shit fucking yeah after his stroke, and that's about five or six minutes, and then I go into the dog well, before, before we get into it, because um, this show, because we just told this whole big thing, 
Yeah. This show was on Bar Rescue, yeah. which I watch. Yeah. I've too. watched it. I didn't watch this episode because I didn't want to watch it until I got home because I didn't want to have stupid shit in my head while I'm watching this show. <laughs> I really, so I really <laughs> didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to. Yeah. This, yeah. You can't take yeah. it. Oh. Notion. And, um, <laughs> and I didn't, well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have something about you. Right. In your head. Yeah, because I was already fucking... More than what Gary told you. <laughs> no, but Gary actually said you're a nice guy. I lo- I'm telling you, we love Gary. The first time he was out, he was so everything went great. And the second time, we just... I think that just our moons were off. Because he was dude, so high-strung this time. You and got, we were probably... I was trying to explain that to you. Because this is your club and yeah. you do it a weird way. Yeah. You don't do this shit. We do the road every fucking week. This yeah. is... We're comics. Yeah. We're fucking... Road comedy club comics. When you think of stand-up comics, you think of me, Burr, Norton, Gullman. This is what we do. Yeah. And we don't... We go up for an hour and more, if we had to, and kill in different ways. This is what we do. We don't, you know, we don't fuck around. So when you come into a club and it's not... The, and all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, I got this guy going up. I'm going to go up maybe. And how much time are you doing? I don't know. Well, tell me, motherfucker. We've <laughs> I been, didn't know. We've been <laughs> fucked so many times. We've been fucked by middlers, club managers, where they don't give a fuck. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this guy's up there. They book two of me in front of me. Right. So I got to follow me. Or the middler, just all he does is talk to the fucking crowd. So he gets everybody talking and talking. Now I get up there. They want to yell shit at me, but I have an hour of jokes right. that I'm here to tell. I'm the fucking professional. I'm the motherfucker that's going to do an hour. You're the, I'm the guy you paid me to. And so you don't know. So when we come here, you get up to, you get panicky. Like, dude, what the fuck you doing, Howard? When you, what he told me is like, dude, don't worry. I worry too. Howard's cool. Yeah. The club's great. You're going to have a great time. I had one show where these drunk people and they kicked him out. <laughs> well, we had the same thing. <laughs> well, I had the same thing Thursday night with that bitch. Right, yeah. But where I, this is what, this is what made me feel great. I went to the, the dude, the, the black dude, what's his name? Michael. Michael. And, and I was like, dude, look, just shut them the fuck up. If I say shut the fuck up, it's too far. I don't want that. I want to tell my jokes and I want people to listen to me. I have something to say. I've been working very hard on expressing my inner fucking who the fuck I am yeah. to a crowd of nobodies. Like, not nobodies, but right, people no. I don't know. right. And have them laugh and also relate and take home what I talk to them about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I really want them to listen. So drunk twats in the back who came <laughs> to talk and drunk, fuck them. Right. I don't care about them. You know? So he was great, though. Even when you were on, the guy was standing up yelling shit at you. That's not comedy. That's fucking crazy bar shit. So I was like, tell him to shut the fuck up. Then he shut the fuck up and there you go. The rest of the show is fine. So you have, you, have to, you have to understand that you're coming in here and it's like, dude, first of all, you're on bar rescue. That's not a good thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like I said to you, that's not like a Michelin star. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was and, awesome. then, and then you come in and you switch it up every night. Like yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like when you walked in tonight, it's like, I don't know if you're an asshole. I really like you. It's like, it's all, I'm serious. It's like. It's probably both. Well, here's the deal is that, you know, you're. Seven years into the business, and yeah. you own a fucking comedy club. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And then you got all this back shit in your life. The girl 
the fucking war. The war would have been enough history for one human being. Then you get married to this crazy broad, you get divorced, you come back here, you get this comedy thing going, right? And then somebody, I want to know how the fuck you went from a comic to owning a comedy club. Uh, you know what? I got into when I got when I was divorced. I came up back here and I got into a club just right down the street. And it's a you know it's a bringer club, whatever. And for a little while, I was I, I did it because that's the only place I could really perform because the improv wasn't bringing. Yeah, we all started there, and uh, and I just got tired of it. You know, I got tired of. And honestly, God, I'm not. You know, I I don't think I'm amazing, right? I mean, I think I'm good, but not amazing. Me but neither. I was only. I don't think you're amazing either. But you didn't see it. <laughs> You didn't see it. <laughs> Trust me. I wish. <laughs> I actually agree with you for the first time this weekend. You're not amazing. <laughs> All right, let's go downstairs. So let me do my set. <laughs> and, uh, but no, honestly, uh, we would be on this show and uh, people would come up afterwards and they would be like, oh my gosh, that you are so good to me. Kengo, Ricardo, a couple of other people. Right. And it was like, man, we wish you would have been the headliner. Because this club, especially at that time, brought in like Midwestern headliners oh. that were just yucking it up. Right, and it was right. embarrassing, you know? Right. And for a little while, that feels good. Like, God damn, I'm that good. Until you realize you're not that good. Uh-huh. You're on a shit show. Okay. Yeah. And so I went out and I started this show called uh, Stand Up Sangria way up in, in northern, uh, northern Glendale. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm the first one of every show he's done. That's my favorite. Nate Sinclair. And then uh, always invited me for some. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. And then uh, and then uh, so we did that for about a year, and then it's a dance club, and we had one show Friday and Saturday before the dance club opened, and it was great. And uh, but then they went out of business. You were the Jay Davis of. uh, You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Honest man, it was crazy. I wish I was that good, but I'm not, you know, it's for promoting and stuff. And, right. uh, and then I moved it to a little bar over here. A guy was crazy. And then, and then I moved it to this hotel. And when I was at this hotel, um, the, the guy who owned this building at the time, this was Anderson's Fifth Estate, uh, David Spade started right on that stage in right. 1983 or whatever it was. Sure. He had a show called uh, Comedy Corner on Tuesdays. And um, they came over and they said, hey, why don't you bring your show over here? They were losing their ass. Uh-huh. And so I brought the show over here. We did that for about a year. And uh, I only had the door, and I was losing all the time. Really? <laughs> and uh, Nathan, you met Nathan. I did. Learner, right? Yeah. My business partner. I did, right? Yeah. When? Uh, Wait a minute. I never no, met him. Never met oh, him. oh, well, he's on Bar Rescue. Yeah. Did he come he's to in Cuba. Shows? He just went to Cuba today. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was today. Right. And uh, he, uh, him and his wife at the time, they'd been in a few times. And on New Year's, last year on New Year's, about 1.30 in the morning, they came up to me and they said, look, man, you, you, know, you don't know us. We've been here a few times. We used to go to the improv. They closed. We love what you do. Right. We love how you, you treat the people. We love the shows you put on. Uh-huh. What do you need for this? And I was just like, uh, what? Right. And he goes, call me this week. Let's go to lunch. I called him. Within a month, he got together some friends. They, they, they put in a hundred grand. We bought the business, the license, and all the assets of the business. Did you own the build, buy the building? No, 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 no. Fuck. The building's not worth shit. It's right. a, this is a teardown building. Yeah, yeah it's horrible. Right. And, uh, and so we've just been going like that all along. And then the shows have been, I mean, from day one, we, ha- we have rabid fans here. You know what I mean? Right. We get people, before we got here, comedy 
was was the improv, uh, you know, the comedy spot down the street. You know, that's that's a different. That's not eh. the right. People weren't there. But no, it, that's a bringer place. This is a that's you know the the improv is like celebrity comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So people in this town, they were going to comedy once or twice a year to see the celebrity comedian. There. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What we've started here is we've made comedy at once a month or every other month outing for people. Right. They love Now there's comedy. There's a comedy yes. scene. Exactly. And somebody just wrote on our Yelp. And it's the one thing that I've always said. I yeah. always told Nathan, I go, look, dude, we're gonna, what we're building here is that people aren't even going to have to know who the headliner is. They're just going to come because they have the faith in us that we're not trying to get over on them. That right. we book somebody good, and this girl just wrote it on Yelp. Took a year, and she goes, I, and she only gave us three stars, right? But it's the best three star review ever. And she's like, I don't even have to call. I always know I'm gonna love what's happening here, right? And man, I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it because that was the goal, you know. You getting goosebumps right now? It's, yeah, from even thinking about it. It's you just, don't have another stroke, right? I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not always, but often. But here's the thing, too. I looked up your lineup, and you get a lot of fucking great, I mean, people I know that are coming. But you also have young guys that are coming up that are coming. Yeah. Like Andrew Schultz. Ron Funches is going to be here. You know Andrew Schultz? Schultz? Yeah, he's been out here before. He'll be here next week. I just shot a pilot with him last year. Oh, that's cool. Very talented actor, too. Oh, nice. But, um... um, So you got this club. Now you get this club. How do you go to fucking getting all this money... Having you pretty much as a comic, a dream come true, a promoter comic, and then you go to fucking Bar Rescue. What was yeah. that? You know what? I loved the show. I always watched it. Yeah. And and our problem is here because I don't because I don't put bringers on the show. I don't do any of the typical things. I don't paper the room. We do Groupon and and right? and um. So I thought, you know what? We didn't have a marketing budget really. And I thought, what a great way to get some publicity. <laughs> to look like an ass on TV. And, you had a stroke uh, before or after bar? I had a stroke before, before. It, and they told me, they said, before. don't tell them because they'll pull the show. Oh, really? Yeah, and so I didn't say anything. I told the, you know, I told the producers, but that was a, as far as it went. And, uh, and I heard, I mean, I didn't see it, like I said, but I heard that you cried a yeah. bunch of times. Yeah. Dude, I cried a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. They didn't even show the half of it. <laughs> really? Here's the thing. Yeah. It's not like it's a, just a show. They're, it's almost like a personal growth seminar. They're breaking you down, breaking you down, breaking you down. I'll tell you what. Honest to God, I graduated number one out of 300 Marines in boot camp. Right. I never cried once in boot camp. Right. This was... Uh, they got them crying like... You know, one, kind of like your joke. I've got a good... i got a healthy relationship with a good cry. It doesn't right. affect me. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, but this was this was they were saying so many things that were false and so many it, it, it was it was such a there is there is a point in the show yeah where John Tapper is standing behind the bar and Howard's sitting at the bar is that like, big mouth yeah, yeah the guy the main guy on the show the just he has a confident mouth. stare and a yeah. big mouth and he's Did, fucking standing behind the bar he's like Howard I'm gonna be totally brutal with you. This is why your life. This is why your wife left you. And Howard's like, just like pointing right. I was like, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, dude, they. they and I watch. I, I watch this, and I'm like, okay, I know Howard. Why did she leave? Because why? Why did yeah. he say? Because, because. Yeah, you, but either no, way, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, if if somebody told me that, and I my wife actually left me, and somebody told yeah. me that, 
That's going to be a fight on Bar Rescue. Like, they're going to be filming. Right, you'd lose, but you'd fight him. I would be punching this guy. <laughs> I'm kidding. At least oh, no, you, that oh, joke, does, hang on. Yeah. That joke doesn't play on the podcast because you can't see him. He's right. a little dude. <laughs> <laughs> he, it was, it was, I'm a little dude. I know, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding, dude. Don't, you don't John, have to do John Taffer would probably beat the shit. It was, yeah, of course he's fucking, he's got gigantic. Yeah, he's not that big, really. He's only 6'2", like maybe. Right. He'd hit you with his head. He's not, yeah. I, I could take John Taffer. You know what you the funny thing, the funny thing about that is when you'd stump him, you know? Like what? Oh, my God. Like, in, the, in one of those scenes, he goes, what you need? You need to have a porter here? A and what? I go, dude, what are you talking about? A fucking porter? I go, this isn't the 1920s. Nobody a fucking even... porter? Yeah. And what he is just a goes, porter? And he goes, like somebody who carries bags, right? A porter, like a hey, yeah. porter. You know, somebody who carries somebody your bags who... on a train or a hotel, yeah, I think. Yeah, like somebody, like a, yeah. Like somebody who shows and you then, a and, and then, like a coat check. Dude, though. and get this. This other guy, Gianluca Rizzo or whatever, the... Yeah. the what a, these guys were dumb. He, he says, uh, we're having this meeting. There's so much stuff they didn't show. And all of a sudden, John goes, you've got, you've got a, a, a huge, huge population of uh, retirees here. You know? What Wait, you need to do, what you need to do is you need to get some of those, those old-timey uh, Catskill comedians in here. And I just go, what? <laughs> and he goes, that's their market. They're all dead. Get them in. <laughs> They're dead. And I go, I go, John, if, if, if the Catskill comedians were doing anything, the fucking yeah. Catskills would be going off yeah. right now. They wouldn't yeah. come here yeah. to do what they did in the Catskills. Why would they come to the fucking Arizona? And, and Rizzo is just looking at me like, and that's when they started, your, your attitude's too big for this. That's why this club's going to fail. You know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, so just. It was just hammering a lot back of onto the whole different point. Different situations. Like, all in yeah. between each other. And yeah. so what you see on TV is all a bunch of different scenes. Thanks. All right, buddy. Great job tonight. Nate right, Sinclair. I'm going home. Nate. Nate. Nice Dude, to meet you, the, man. You look at these scenes, and it's like he's arguing with me. And uh, it's, like, it's like a Flintstones thing. Like, he'll. he'll uh, He's yelling at me, and they show me. I've got my glasses on. They flip it back to him. They flip it back to me. Now I don't have my glasses on. Then they flip it back to him. Then they flip it back to me. My glasses are back on. It's, there's so many different, different times that they're pacing together to make these situations happen. Yeah, it's, fucking, it's, like, it's reality TV, and there's not one real thing about it. It's so produced, and it's so... And after the fact, every show on TV that you see is overproduced. And they make the show with music, a sound bed, and a really good editor. Yeah, that that's how you make TV: S- music and an editor. They play. I bet you they played certain music. Bam, bam. <laughs> right when you're fucking mad, and and the guy cuts it. But here's the thing, though, is that here at the end of it, they they redo the bar. The club looks great, though. It really does. Appearance-wise, the stage. Um, the I, stage is nothing's different about the stage. Really? Except the immediate yeah. backdrop. I ha- I did the sides. What, the wood? The wood. The, That's mine. Wood. That black wood? That's mine. I love All that All they wood. did was put the middle in there. <laughs> they all they did that. was put the middle part in you there. You painted the pine, right? That's it. That's yeah. all they did. Oh, really? Yeah. And they took... A, they, they, what about they, the fucking Laugh Factory thing? What is this Laugh Factory okay, sign? So, here's... Nice to meet you. There's my sister, Shannon. I like that you talk about your wife. Oh, thank you, sweetie. She's awesome. I've been married for 21 years. Yeah. Talk. Uh, she says I like him. I love him. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be with him for like nine days in South Carolina. I, know, I can't wait to see my wife tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> Here's the All thing. Right. The thing with the Laugh Factory. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Nice to meet you. He sets that up, and uh, we go over there, and 
you know, it's a good time. You know, Jamie was, you know, great and showed us the house that he... Buddy, I'm going to help <laughs> you, buddy. I've made decision to help you play good cop with what? What'd you just say? I didn't fucking understand it. You didn't have to It was great, though. And so we get back here, though, and uh, here's, for one, we could, we could squeeze 200 people in here before they, mm-hmm. before Bar Rescue jacked right, it up. Yeah. When they left... Yeah. We could only see 120 people in here. No shit. And we had to seat 190 people the very next day. From not nothing from the show. That's just people coming to see our show. Right. You know? And uh, so we had to go buy all those little metal tables that you saw. Uh-huh. We had to go buy 65 new chairs. It, it was it was ridiculous. And so the big thing with the so so in the in the reveal, we shot it both ways. We shot the laugh factory, and then we had to turn back around. And then do the reveal again for Stand Up Scottsdale. Oh, yeah. So you had to pretend to be excited for two different things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. How fucking. <laughs> that's what makes me fucking sick. Not about you. Right. Because what are you going to do? You, this yeah. is the only option you have. Right. You know what? I'm not doing this. Go fuck yourself. Right. Right? Yeah. Which is a hard thing to actually man up and do. I'll tell you what, they brought us in the side room first, which I was like, oh, this is cool. This looks a lot better. What's you know? the side room? The little room. Oh, it looks great. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, this is, it looks really different. And then they brought us into the main room. And, you know, that, that top section, mm-hmm. they put, they, you'd come out of that stupid green room they built, and then you'd take a, a 45, and, you'd, and they put steps right at the corner. And you'd walk down the steps and then onto the stage, right? But they put no handrails. It wasn't a full step, and it was a fire hazard. And so we had to immediately get rid of that, right? So they didn't even do anything up to code. No, they dude, it was changed- supposed to, The paint job, they didn't clear it through the city. The sign is not even a permittable sign in this city. We're going to have to change the sign. They still have 45 chairs that they didn't replace, that they took out, that they yeah. haven't given us. They took it? Yeah. Where'd they go? No, no, no. Well, they... They took out these chairs that we had, these banquet chairs, yeah. and they brought 65 chairs in. And so we, they took out 120 or 30 chairs, and they only replaced us with 65 of them. That's why we had to go buy. We were, look, we're, you know, things aren't awesome here, you know, financially. We're, yeah. you know, we're not like they said, 180,000 in the hole. It was so stupid, and we kept yelling about that, too. And they right. just, they you were, know, oh, they so just dumb. make it look like you're closing next week. Right. It's so dumb, you know, and uh, it's, but, but we didn't have two thousand dollars to, to go. go fix a fucking right. show that was supposed to put us in the position to really do this. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. And so and so the way they made me look on. Oh, so and then anyways, the deal with the with the with the, with the lap factory is that what people don't understand is the lap factory in, in L.A. is what it is because that's where everybody lives. Yeah, and Tim Allen can thing. go there on yeah. a Tuesday. Yeah, Dane Cook is there every other That's fucking it. night. You know what I mean? Those people aren't going to come here. And you get one chance. I always tell people, you get one chance to, to fuck over an audience member. Yeah. And if you take it, they're gone. Yeah. And when people see the Lap Factory, that's what they expect. And it doesn't matter how good the comedians are that come in here. If, if in their mind, it's not the comedians well, they expect. Where is the Lap Factory, besides L.A., done well? Yeah. All right. Hey, what's up, fuckers? Make sure you go to my website, robertkellylive.com. 
And check out all my dates, my tour dates at robertkellylive.com. It's a fucking fantastic little website for you. And you can find out that I'm going to be at the uh, Governor's Brokerage Comedy Club, Belmore, New York, May 10th, May 11th. Comics, Foxwoods, 27th, 28th, 29th. You know what, dude? Podcast show. Louis Gomez, Kelly Festuca, myself will be there all weekend. We're doing a bunch of shows at the Foxwoods, the 27th, 28th, 29th. And then we're doing a nasty show uh, on Saturday. So come down. Spread the word, Connecticut, Boston, Rhode Island. And we're going to be doing some, maybe a podcast at some point, either after one of the shows or before. We'll let you know as, as the date gets closer. And then I'm going to Just for Laughs for a long fucking time. A long fucking time. Holy shit fucking time. The 16th of July <laughs> to the 28th. I don't even know if that's legal. So there you go. Go to my comedy fucking website for more information, bio, photos, love, whatever you want. Facebook, Twitter. Make sure you uh, spread the word about the show. Come see us live. Support us live. It's always great when you, uh, the YKWD fans, come up after the show and, and, and let us know that you were there. Uh, yell out, dude, at the show. I'll know that's you. Or, or a fucking retarded person. So there you go. And go get my app on iTunes. Robert Kelly Live app. It has the podcast on it, all my dates, right in the palm of your hand. And it's award-winning. So check it out. Android... It's coming soon. My developer, I think, he, I mean, he doesn't talk to me anymore, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. So, who, what the fuck are you going to do? But get the app if you have an iPhone. And get the Riotcast app if you have an iPhone. Get it all. It's all free. Free, 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 free. Fuck, it's free. God. So, there you go. <laughs> Why would you take uh, stand-up Scott? Was it stand-up stand-up Scottsdale? Stand-up Scottsdale. Yeah. Which is, it, that's it, you. Right. That's you. Yeah. Why would you take that and fucking throw that away right. when that is the only thing you got? Right. It's your stamp. It's your silhouette. It's your fucking, when people see that logo, they know what the fuck it is. Right. Why would you throw that away for something that people are going to be like, what? Is that a, huh? Right. Isn't that an, huh? And you're not going to even get, you're right, you're not going to get those guys. You're going to bring... Like your guys are Gary Gullman, me, the and you know uh, Andrew Schultz and Boss Rachel and, Feinstein and Voss. Yeah. Those are your guys that are going to build your clientele up, and then you and the other comics that you use, that's going to build your clientele up, and that means your sign represents that. Right. Right. Yeah. Without a doubt, we can't compete with 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 a big box corporate. Place. We don't have we don't have the marketing. We don't have the staff. You know the funding for the staff. Right. What we try to do is, you know, it's like to me, it's a throwback comedy club. It's dark. It's, you know, it may smell a little bit. <laughs> it's you're here for comedy. Anything else you get is bonus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We guarantee you're gonna get great comedy. And if you don't like the comedy, then come and talk with us. And if something went wrong, we'll take care of that. Uh, what do you mean? I don't understand what that means. Um, this is what bugs me. We give a money back guarantee. Do? Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. If you don't have a good time here, come what and a, talk to us. What about that drunk girl? That Last f- night? No. Thursday night. Thursday night. Oh, is that Thursday night? Thursday yeah. night. Thursday yeah. night. Drunk girl. I'm going up. I'm doing great. 
you know, not to toot my own fucking horn, but I'm, everything's fine. Everybody's laughing. And that one girl fucking said, you suck. Oh, really? I right? Wasn't, uh, no, I didn't. I yeah. Didn't know any she was that. drunk. Oh. And I went, I went, I go, get the fuck. I don't fuck. You out of your mind fucking saying that? Who the fuck right. said it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was that drunk party. And she was so drunk and fucked up. There was 10 people in her party. Right. And they all had a great time, but they were too drunk and they were yelling shit. Her and this other guy. So then at the end of the show, like, look, I fucking dealt with it. She shut the fuck up. I moved on. I'm not only the fucking make it a huge deal. I know she's drunk and it's, she's a drunk twat. She, yeah, at the end of the show, I saw her, she was Yeah, really but then drunk. she comes over to you. Yeah, but and, I didn't know any of that. Okay, <laughs> all right, but this is what I saw. I saw you hugging her. I know she probably gave you some fucking fake accolade. I liked you, but he was an asshole. No, she didn't say that. Okay, hang on. And then I saw you hugging her, and I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> you did. You said that. I did. I you was like, you fuck fucking ass. <laughs> and you were like, so you didn't know that that was that girl. No. I didn't, I didn't know there was that girl. All right. This are the two things that bug you. That bugged me this weekend right. about you. All right. That. <laughs> and then last <laughs> yeah. night when I was saying. You ought to see the smile on your face right now as you're I'm, I'm, Of course I'm smiling. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love talking about this shit. Um, when last night I was saying my goodbye, which is not a real... First of all, it's not a long... You said it's Dude, like two, it's long. All right, here's my goodbye. Ready? <laughs> you tell me... You judge Every it. Every time after the fact you said, here's my goodbye, you shortened it. Each no, I did not. I've never shortened it. My goodbye has been the same goodbye <laughs> for two years. Right. Ready? Because I know why. Because I remember one time I, I did do one of those long fucking goodbyes. Yeah. And uh, believe me, my fans called me out. They were like, dude... Great set, but your fucking stupid emotional goodbye made me sick. <laughs> Believe me, this is my goodbye, and everybody listening to the podcast, you judge. You can email me at ykwd at riotcast.com, and you let me know if it's long. Thank you. Good night. That's all my time. You guys who know me, thanks for coming out and supporting me again. You guys who don't, now you fucking do. Thank you. That's it. Same thing every night. Okay, and I would submit... That once you say, thank you, I've had a great time, that's my time, that's yeah. a goodbye to me. I've Can't. never heard somebody say that before, I have and to, that was I, a goodbye. You have to thank the fans, yeah. my podcast fans, and the ONA fans, mm. and the people that paid to come see me. Like I have to say thank you to you, motherfuckers, yeah. because you've seen me here before. You came out again. There's people that see me for three times. It's their third time seeing me here. Coming up with photos the last time I was here with Dane at the, the-, the-, the arena. Yeah. I have to thank those motherfuckers. But I have to say my name at the end for those people that don't know me that just came in. Now, my name's Robert Kelly. Now you fucking do. So they know when I'm in town next time, they know to come see me again. Right. That's, I don't think that's the fastest way you could say... I think that's the fact. I don't know if there's any faster than that. Well, this I learned. Can, I learned. Okay, great. Right? As long as I'm, but this is what you do. You're running up to go on stage, and I'm like, then you literally made me look like an asshole. No, you made me look like the I did. It was either you or me. It was either you standing there while I'm fucking going, hey, guys, thanks. And you're standing like, yeah. I thought if I'd have put my, my hand on the small of your back, and with my other hand just showed you off stage. Hey, but, Robert Kelly, everybody. But here's the, this is the thing, though, is that I did tell you to go fuck yourself. You did. But you did. You don't take it to heart. No. I don't think you did. No. So you were fine. That's why I was like, all right, this guy ain't that bad because he's not. He's not taking any of this bullshit to heart. He's getting that I'm just fucking busting his ass. I will tell you the kind of person I am. Yeah. If even if I dislike somebody. Yeah. 
I wouldn't let that stand between good comedy happening right. here. It doesn't matter. I, I don't care how I feel about somebody. Right. If I feel comfortable charging complete strangers any portion of $15 to hear what you have to say, yeah. you get on the show. Right. But that, well, here's the thing. is Everybody I talk to, too, uh, who knows you is, and you can tell you're a nice guy. That's the main thing, is you're not an asshole. Yeah. You're actually a nice guy that cares about comedy. Your fucking, your way of doing it or whatever is a little weird. But now at the end of the weekend, it's like, you know what? It's, it's, it was a, if I, you know, when I come back here, if I do, if I make it back here, if I'm alive, you know what I mean? I would, I would work this club. Cool. I would work this club. I would work this club before the improv. I would work if I had a, if I became that popular where I would I would I'd, I'd work a theater, but I, if I was going to work a club, I'd come back to this club. It's a good club. The crowds were great. They weren't too drunk. You didn't get them too fucked up. Yeah. It wasn't a too long of a show. Um, they really fucking laughed. They're um, smart. This is a smart audience. It's a really here. good. I had a blast. Every show was fucking great. We had one drunk bitch, a couple drunk people, but I talked to the guys and they fucking handled it. You're not that guy. <laughs> but see, now look, when you watch this Bar Rescue episode, yeah. it, we kicked out their hecklers that they planted. Yeah. What they don't show is that I'm the one who contacted them twice and said, hey, guys, you got to keep it down. Right. You know, blah, 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 blah. And the third time, I went and got Cameron, and we both went over there and walked them out. All of a sudden, the producer comes and grabs me with a camera and takes me outside, and he goes, hey, how come you didn't, uh, how come you didn't address those hecklers? And I go, and I'm at my wits' ends at this point. I go, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. I, I, I walked them out. No, 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 but why didn't you? Why didn't you? And he just kept repeating it until I got on board with saying it, you know? Oh, and I just was like, fuck this, man, I'm not, ah. and, I, and I, you know, walked off or some right. shit like that. Um, but people who, who've seen me on that show, they, they painted me as, as like aloof, somebody who doesn't give a shit about the show, I only care about me. That's completely opposite from- They did, I, I saw a little clip and it was like, I go on every show, I it's do- It's so ridiculous. You do go on every show though. Pretty much, I go on every show. Why Either is, hosting Can I ask or, why? Yeah, yeah, because, because this, this club didn't come about because uh, I, I, I had a business plan and I wanted to open a club and I found people to give me money mm -hmm. and I found a guy who had money who wanted to invest in a business club. Mm -hmm. This club came about because somebody who had money loved what I was doing with the club, with the comedy, mm -hmm. with, with the experience that people had here. Okay. And so as our headliners get better and better, yeah. I take less and less of a role in that. I mean, I would love it so that, but, but it, it is true. I have a philosophy about comedy. I have a standard, I think, for, for, for people to tell original jokes. Um, and, and I want to set that example. Uh -huh. And I don't, I don't care if the audience is laughing. I want them listening. And I want them, ultimately, I want them to laugh. But I'm not addicted to laughs per minute. I'm right. addicted to listening. I'm addicted to people being involved, whether they're crying, they're mad, or they're, or they're happy. You know what I mean? Because even in jokes that I have about my dog, sure, do some people cry? Do some people yell out, I'm an animal lover, this isn't funny. And then I, you know, I, I address them, you know, I attack them essentially. And, and then, because I know the joke is going to be paid off with a huge laugh if they just hold on long enough. Mm -hmm. That's what I like. And those are the comedians that I like to come in here. And that's what I like. I like to teach people how to, how to how to how to listen and how to appreciate and judge comedy. Hmm. 
that's what I like. Right. Well, dude, it's it's. Um, you know. I mean, dude, you like you you steamrolled these people, right? But if you if you took your jokes and wrote them down like a menu, yeah. and let people read them before they walked in to decide if they want to come in, yeah, nobody's coming in. Nobody's coming in at all. Yeah. No, and, and and somebody else up there saying the things you say, they don't care. They're, they don't. They they wouldn't. They wouldn't like that person. Right. They like you saying those things. Right. Yeah. And nobody else could repeat your jokes. Right. Because they come from you. Right. It, that 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 style may take more nerve to 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 stick to it and more time for people to to come around to it. But right. when they do, you can say anything you want. Right. Because it's not about what you're saying. It's about the fact that you're saying it. Right. Because I'm I'm funny from the second I go up there. Dude, it was ridiculous. <laughs> that was ridiculous. But. It's, um, I mean, at the end of this weekend, yeah. if I was to evaluate this fucking, I know next time I come here, I'm going to be staying in a better room. Right, yeah. Which is great. <laughs> I was, you know, because the guy literally told me, I will n- never have you stay in that room again. <laughs> right on. That's so great. that's awesome. Because, yeah. you know, and that's the one thing. Some people think that comics are divas about the room thing or the light. or blah, But it's our home. Yeah. We don't get home. We don't get to go home every night. We don't get to open that door to the same awesome place. We got to go into this other fucking room. And there's certain things that you don't accept. And, you know, uh, you want a comfortable bed. You, you want TV. You want a clean pl- shower. You want to be able to get food. You know what I mean? You want to be able to sleep. Yeah. You, want, you, know, you want drapes. Shit like that. You know what I mean? You do. Because our hours you are different. You want fresh coffee in the pot? Coffee yeah, pot. You want, well, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> well, here's the deal is that after talking to that guy, it's like, okay, I get, you go up to the front, they have a beautiful espresso machine that they make insane coffee. Right, yeah. Well, I don't know how to fucking, I don't have to do this coffee. They just, you know, so it's like, okay, you know, that means a lot to me, man, that I can sleep and, and enjoy, you know what I mean? And rest and do all that shit. And then even the club. To come in and go to you and go, bro, this, can we do 30, 35 minutes in front of me? And, and now I trust you that, okay, you'll do that. You'll, you'll do 35 minutes. And you're not going to fuck me and do 45 minutes and then come off and go, sorry. Right. You, you give a shit about what, me being happy. Yeah. So now you know that. And plus all your employees give a shit. Yeah. Which is an important thing. So now coming out of this club, dude, it's like I would definitely come back to this place. I hope you guys succeed because, you know, you, somebody else telling me the way you, it it doesn't come across. If somebody else explains your theories, somebody else says it doesn't, it doesn't come across. But when you hear you talk about it, it's like, okay, that makes sense to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. watching you on the TV, I didn't watch it this weekend because I would have prejudged you and been this fucking guy. It would have been horrible. And then I, <laughs> I got, I, you know, I can get mad at you or blah, 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 I learned, but I also saw how you respond to shit and you're not a, an asshole. You're actually a nice guy and you have this fucking, all these people like you and I talked to, you know, it's all of a sudden I, you come to this conclusion. You know, despite the, the attitude that I kind of put out there, probably yeah. like, you know, most comedians, I hate it if somebody doesn't like me or if they have something bad to say about me or the club. You know, we're not, I don't have a system for this. I'm learning as we go along and I don't mind making mistakes. But but what I do mind is is if somebody really feels I treated them with like out of integrity, you know what I mean? Like I really was rude or just malicious or something like that. That's what really, 
jacks me up because any any mistakes we make here, they're just all errors. You know, right, yeah. we're not we're never trying to gain ground. Right. We're never trying to save face. It's just yeah. we're a comedy club right down to the bones, and and you know, it's, it just is what it is. Yeah. You know, and I think like what you're saying, that's you don't want to hear that. Because it sounds like someone's going, look, this is going to be a fucked up weekend. Just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You don't want to hit that shit. Too. It's like, motherfucker, I've been here. I've been doing this too long. No, let's, I'm going to tell you the way it's going to be. And this is the way, because I know how good, and, and it's like, all right, you know, I think that, you know, I think Gary Gullman said it the best. He goes, dude, great. You're going to be fine. Awesome shows. Great club. Awesome. Good guy. Just you got to fucking keep your eye on shit and keep things focused. Yeah. I I really, I mean, I felt bad about this last weekend with Gary, you right. know, because regardless of what may have been happening in his life, right? Maybe yeah. maybe it was all of us. Maybe it was just us and we were doing that poor of a job that we didn't do the first time. You know what I mean? Right. And, 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 and in the moment, I did kind of have this, well, fuck, I don't care. I'm not putting up with this. You know what I mean? Right. But as soon as it was over... You know, I felt like, God damn it, you know, I probably, it, like, if I lost him, I'm not going to be happy about that. Yeah. Not, not just because he's not coming back, but because he, if he's not coming back, he's not only not coming back, but he's, he's also not coming back thinking that I didn't care enough right. to, to make it what he needed it to be. Do you know what I mean? But in the moment, I, too, was frustrated. Yeah, but listen, dude, here's the deal. Like, I told Marcus, dude, there's ways to make a crowd good. Yeah. You seat the fucking good people up front. You get to make those Who is decisions. the good people? The good people that aren't shit-faced. Yeah. You get a group of hot chicks in fucking dresses that are already fucked up right. on their phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't sit up front. Right. You get back, bitch. Because right. when I tell you to shut the fuck up, nobody else is going to hear me kick you out. Right. A group of a party, huge parties. You don't get the front row. Right. You get a couple back. So when we get to tell you to shut your face... You get the fuck out. Right. You know, if you look at these, it's couple, 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 and they're sober, and they came to have a great time. They paid money. They're sober. They're good. So now, boom, boom. I don't see that. You don't fuck with my self-esteem. Yeah. Right? I get to, you get to run the show, so if this bitch is talking, shush her. I didn't even hear it. It didn't fuck with me. But if you, if Gary or me, like you said, listening, you're not listening if I see you on your phone. Right. You're not listening if I see you talking, if you're actually talking over my punchlines, and you're right here, if you're back there, I'll let you deal with it. Right. I'll let them deal with it. I barely hear you. I saw a chick on her phone way back. I don't give a fuck about her. Right. But if you're right there in front of me, you're literally telling me I don't give a fuck about you. Fuck you. Looking at my phone. Right. I'm talking to somebody. Yeah. You know what? I mean, they're, that's what they're saying to us. But literally, with this with this generation, they're not. They don't realize they're saying that. Yeah, but here's the you deal: know? it's 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 you gotta train your audiences to fucking yeah. to obey your rules. Yeah. There's rules to performances. This isn't the fucking wild west. And we do have to do a better job at that. Yeah, well, yeah, I think you did a great job this weekend. Whoever sat the room this weekend, fucking great. That's Marcus, dude. Then fucking whatever he did, yeah, fucking great. Because everybody up front was fucking awesome. Boom, boom, boom. I could, it was enough. There's enough buffer so when the bomb goes off, I don't, it doesn't hit me. It hits you first. Right. It hits them. Or other, you know, I don't have to feel it. So, I, and then I don't even acknowledge it. 
like the girls in the back, the first show and the second show. I, I know they're cunts. They wouldn't shut the fuck up. Right. They had a blast, supposedly. Right. Because they come up to me at the end of the show, we loved you, it's my marathon, thank you. <laughs> but they didn't even hear what I said because they were talking the whole time. I, right. I kept vaguely hearing people, shh, shh. But it wasn't, you know, seat and, you seat those bitches up front because it's their birthday. Fuck you and your birthday. Right. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. There's going to be a million birthdays here. But I want people that are sober up front so that they listen and they enjoy and they laugh and you keep the comic self-esteem going. Yeah. You know, you don't want to fuck with that, especially a guy like Gary, even a guy like me, I'll say, because I'll, I'll get angry. I'm going to fucking snap. And once right. I snap, you, you, it's done. I'm the Hulk, dude. I'm the Hulk trying to be fucking, you know, Bruce. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Bruce Banner. What the fuck is his name? <laughs> yeah, I think that's David it. Banner? David Banner. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not David Banner trying to be the Hulk. Right. I'm always the Hulk trying to be this nice guy. <laughs> so, you know, that's a good thing. Like, you, whatever Marcus did, that's what you want to keep fucking doing. Choose, pick, look. You know, they're good. Put them here. Put them fucking back here. These right. are our... You're going to get kicked out tables. These are our, you might get kicked out tables. Right. <laughs> Here's our big fucking party tables. You guys are assholes, but you can sit here and we can tell you to shut the fuck up. You're not going to fuck the show up. That shit's important, dude. Yeah. Because once, you know, look, man, Patrice used to kick out. I'm, Dude, you want to hear stories? He used to walk into rooms and kick half the show out and wouldn't start his comedy. He'd walk in and go, you, get the fuck out. You're not going to like me. I don't like your face. Take her and get... <laughs> people would like, what the fuck? I would nope, love that. beat it. <laughs> beat it. Yeah. Half the room gone. Wow. I've had club owners go, he was the first person that he made a woman cry. I saw a woman literally came up to me in tears, like, what the fuck is wrong with him? And then he'd do his act. Because he, it's like, it's that important to us that they're focused and they're there to fucking listen. Like you said, they yeah. listen. If you stock that room with a bunch of cunts on their fucking phones, somebody doesn't give a shit. It's not me. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's somebody. You know, and all you had to do is fucking put those twats like you did tonight. Those twats are way in the back. So, yeah, in the back you know, that's, that's the shit you should learn as you, may, you can form that room. And look, this guy's fucked up and he hasn't shut up. I'm not putting them in front. Even though, can I have a front row? Yeah. No, you can't. Right. You can have fourth row. And it looks right like, but I need to, I'm probably going to have to boot you, fuckface. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you to shut the fuck up eight times. We're going to sit you close to the door. Yeah. And look at, you guys didn't, look at, you guys, like, I, I thought you guys were all going to fucking just yap to the crowd. No, you guys, you went to your act and you stuck to your act, which is the shit. Yeah. You know, I fucked with you last night in between sets, but that right. was just busting the balls. <laughs> yeah. I don't, no. I don't give a fuck. But I think, <laughs> I think, I look, man, I hope, I hope, you know, I hope, first of all, number one, that you use that side room more. That's a fucking awesome room, dude. Yeah. Dude, you could do so much with that fucking place as far as creativity. You know what I mean? But I, I definitely wish you all the luck, man, in the world. I, I definitely, for anybody who's, going through this town or other comics that listen to this, this is one of those rooms. I always say it. I'll play a fucking original comedy club, a boutique comedy club, a fucking, those loners, those privately owned. I'll play, I love them. Yeah. I love that they're, this is a new thing that's happening. There's a lot of these clubs popping up around the country and they're great. 
because you get to come in and you guys are doing it for, it's all on your shoulders, man. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. It is. It's all on your shoulders. But I think, dude, I think you're going to, I think you're going to pop out of it. It's going to suck, but I think you're going to pop out of it. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you we're in that stage, you know, where the fun, where the fun is, has the sheen has kind of worn off it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this is still on the prize and I knew it was going to take a couple of years before, yeah. you know, the word of mouth spreads enough that, that we're consistently getting good crowds yeah. in here. But I mean, without a doubt, it's happening, you know, you got to start using the internet, dude. Yeah. Dude. Well, Twitter's just something we're not real big on. Just give it to somebody to do. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's a simple thing that you you have four thousand people. You have four thousand people on your Twitter account. Yeah. You could have sold. Say you sold an extra thirty tickets. That's fucking good money. Yeah. That's money. You uh, four thousand people. Thirty tickets is not a far cry. Thirty people that knew me that didn't know I was coming because your Twitter or they don't know me. Blah blah blah. And they could have known that I was here just because of you send out. One fucking 140 character tweet. Right. Robert Kelly's here this weekend. The next two people that email us at this email get a f- pair of free tickets. Then you give away a couple tickets, but all these other p- 100 people tried for them, and then they get to come. They'll pay. You get 20 of those people. That's money. Yeah. Facebook. No, for sure. Man. I took an ad out. I have had an ad out for two weeks. On me. On you. You pay mm-hmm. for it? Yeah, yeah. You pay. Yeah. Facebook's unbelievable. When you do those ads, dude, I took one out. It, it's 8,000 people in the first day. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows now, but next time I'm here, all those people on Facebook, that's why I say that thing at the end. I want those people to find me on Twitter and Facebook. So the next time I come here, I not only get the people that saw me this time that know me, I get those other motherfuckers. Right. So yeah. you got to definitely start using that Twitter. Even though it's a fucking pain in the ass, even, you know, you got to do it. I'll get a guy on it. You should get a, some asshole just to do it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Be fucking great. People will go there all the time just to retweet what I tweet. Retweet a fan. There's fans that tweeted your Twitter and nobody retweeted the fan. You know how excited right. a fan would be? Is <laughs> if you guys retweeted his thing about me? Yeah. That hits 4,000 people a lot of people dude. it is you know what for me it's just one of those things that that you shouldn't do it yeah no it's not your job it's you should tell marcus or somebody to fucking here's the password here's the thing every week monday wednesday and friday you need to tweet out the fucking what's going on yeah and you have two pairs of tickets you can give away every week and this is the email address the email to and you're done someone else do it you should definitely do it yeah we just hired on a marketing company too, so I mean, I, I think I think things. I think every time somebody comes back, they go, "Wow, it's so much different than the last time I was here." Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I think we're there's no doubt that this club is going to be the hottest ticket in town. We're yeah. going to sell out all 180 seats right. every night because you know we only have well four shows, five shows, you know, with Thursday. It's such a good way of doing it, and it's. It's just such a, yeah. it's a unique experience. You know, I, I mean, I think I've been to a lot of comedy shows and they're very, you know, sterile and just sort of, this is, this is just, this has a gnarly good feel to it. I think so. You know? Yeah, dude. I mean, I would, I would definitely, I'm going to go on Yelp and leave a thing for you. 
<laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm not. I just did a podcast. And 50, I don't let comedians 50, get on there and do it. <laughs> 50,000 people are going to hear this fucking right podcast. On. So, all right, dude. Well, thank you. Thank you, man. For uh, having me. It's uh, been a fucking treat getting to know you over the weekend uh and i'm i'm glad i i'm glad i did i really at the end of the we've come the, full circle at the end of the day you're not a total fucking douchebag not a total you're actually a, you're actually a nice guy <laughs> and a douchebag yeah. i think like all of us you're right <laughs> all right buddy thanks a lot right this on. is uh robert kelly who else is on the show your sister N- yeah uh, Shannon he, Shannon Weesinger, her daughter, my niece Madison Weesinger. Right, and and you and who and you, the comic was uh, Nate Sinclair, and Marcus, Kirsten I, Alberts was on it. Right, I did a video with Marcus today. Yeah, um, and uh, and the club is Stand, Stand Up Scottsdale. And uh, check it out if you guys are here. Make sure to follow him on Twitter. Twitter, even though they don't we'll, tweet, we'll start looking for you. <laughs> yeah, even though yeah they'll have fucking more Twitter falls, but they won't. Sus use it. Comedy Club. What is it? I think it's at SUS Comedy yeah, Club. Yeah, it is. So mm-hmm. make sure you follow them. Follow them on Facebook. And if you're in the area, make sure you uh, you get the fuck down here and support this club. It's, uh, you know, it's the fucking lone motherfucker out here. Uh, <laughs> that's it. YKWD, dude, special one-on-one, on-the-go podcast, Thursday show for you, fuckers. So check it out. Make sure you go to tweakedaudio.com. Buy yourself a pair of headphones. In-ear, mic, non-mic, wood grain, green, lime green, white, all kinds of colors, all kinds of styles. And they're great quality headphones for a cheap price. And get this. Use the code word DUDE when you check out you get another 33% off. That's right, 33% off. That's close to almost half. It's a lot, actually. And free shipping. So, make sure you go to tweakedaudio.com, get yourself a few pairs of headphones. You don't just get one. It's not worth it. I think they wind up being 10 bucks a pair. I don't know what it is, but it's crazy. So buy a few, give some away. Great gifts. Tweakedaudio.com, code word DUDE. 33% off, free shipping right now and make sure you go to riotcast.com slash robert kelly the you don't know what dude page on riotcast and there's an amazon link and a gamefly link anything you buy on the internet you go through our amazon link that's how you support the show go to our page bookmark it and and just buy shit just buy whatever the fuck you're gonna buy but you'll also be supporting the show and gamefly.com slash ykwd two free weeks of Awesome games shipped right to your house. It's the Netflix of video games. If you're a gamer, you should try it if you haven't already. So, you can cancel on any time, too. There you go. You can also donate to the show. If you go to our, our Riotcast page, YKWD, there's a donate button. I want to thank all you uh, awesome, sexy motherfuckers who've donated. All that money has gone to uh, helping out the studio, paying for things. Uh, it's just making the show better. So, we appreciate that. And make sure you go to riotcast.com and check out some of the most amazing podcasts out there. Riotcast.com. We pride ourselves on putting together the most unique, unbelievably funny, uh, interesting podcasts on the internet. It's not just the same thing or the same feel or the same fucking taste over and over and over again. It's different shows. 
a bunch of different shows. We're all over the fucking charts. We got Bailey J. We got the Davy Mac Sports Show, Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve. We got Hammerfesting with Louis J. Gomez. We got all kinds of stuff. We got Glory Hole Network. We got Why You Suck in Bed. I mean, holy caca, there's so much stuff. There's more. There's even more. We got Why My My Wife Hates Me. I think that's what it's called. (laughs) Anyways, go there. Go to radcast.com. Jersey Jerks. Unbelievable shows. Unbelievable. And it's all free. That's right. Free. Only thing you can do is help out the shows by hitting their donate buttons or buying their merch at the top of the page. And spreading the word. That's all you have to do. Spread the word of the Riotcast Network and all of our shows. And, um... Well, that's all you have to do. And we'll make this... We'll keep this free. My Wife Hates Me. Jim Florentine. Weird Medicine. The Comedy Cell. Live from the Comedy Cell. The Glory Hole. Bailey J. Davey Mac Sports Program. Why You Suck in Bed. Mad Scientist Party Hour. The Jersey Jerks and Hammer Fisting are the shows on the network. All hilarious. All free. And every week, they're up there for your enjoyment. So make sure you go support them all. All of them. Get the app. iPad, iPhone, and Android is coming soon. Make sure you email us at ykwd at riotcast.com. You have anything, anything. You want to give us uh, props. You want to tell us some suggestions who to have on the show. Blah, 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 blah. Ykwd at riotcast.com. I'm sitting in my underwear right now on my iPhone with my awesome mic that I got from Carl. And uh, I'm doing this, so enjoy. Don't stop filming my face. Don't stop 